Thank you for tuning your hearts in for another episode of the Hearts Rise Up podcast. I'm Carol Chapman, your host, along with my co-hosts, Ann Sari and Conchetta Antonelli. We share our own personal experiences, tips, and strategies, along with powerful stories and compelling insights from guest interviews. We're here to inspire and empower your conscious evolution, help you tap into your inner wisdom and rise to your heart-centered higher self. Together, we can rise to a higher level of consciousness, an elevated state of being, and experience more love, joy, and freedom. Welcome to all our heart-centered listeners. My name is Conchetta Antonelli, and I'll be your host for today's episode featuring myself and the other co-founders of Hearts Rise Up, Carol Chapman and Anne Sari. We'll explore how a gratitude practice can enable you to rise up to your best self every day with some supportive scientific research to validate the positive impact of practicing gratitude. We'll also talk about our own personal experiences and invite you to do your own research by offering some exercises to get you started. So let's get right to it. Hello, Carol and Anne. Hey, how are you? Hey, it's great to be here. Yeah, I'm doing okay. And I'm really excited to talk about this topic because it seems more and more useful in my life in particular. As I did a little research on this, I was really amazed at how much they, really, the science of behind it. They've done a lot of research of the impact on the body, on the mind. I mean, how can we not have a gratitude practice is what I've been finding. And one of the the things I found from uh, the Positive Psychology website article, What is Gratitude and Why is it so important? The author gave some uh, definitions, and the one that stood out for me was it from Harvard Medical School. And they said, a thankful gratitude is a thankful appreciation for what an individual receives, whether tangible or intangible. With gratitude, people acknowledge the goodness in their lives. And as a result, gratitude also helps people connect to something larger than themselves as individuals, whether to other people, nature, or a higher power. I'm wondering, what about you? How do you define gratitude? Anne, do you want to take that? Sure, sure. Well, the first thing that comes to mind for me as a child, I was often told by my grandmother, who is my hero, that I need to count my blessings all the time. So if I was complaining about something or having a hard time, she would typically turn me around by saying, you know, you need to really count your blessings. And then she would say, what are some things that make you happier? What are some things that you have that maybe some other kids your age don't have? That was my earliest experiences with having a gratitude practice. I used to, I came to do that. And I also remember 
two little prayers, one before going to sleep and one when waking up that also, which I don't have memorized right now, but that also talked about being grateful for what you have and being grateful that you woke up. So I, that was my earliest experiences, but I certainly have many experiences of gratitude over my many decades. Yeah, I'll go ahead and add. I think for me, the the definition for uh, gratitude, or at least it's really more of a feeling for me, and I have been practicing it for some time now, and uh, and I every morning I just really take the opportunity, and every night it's part of my morning uh, morning and evening practice to focus on the things that I am grateful for in my life, and it has it it just makes me uh, feel. Uh, better. Uh, and I think it's um, more emotional for me. It really helps my emotional and psychological health mm-hmm. more than anything. And I, I do know that the research out there suggests many, many different benefits. But the one that really stands out for me and just how I define it is it's a, it's a feeling and I have to focus my attention on it. And by doing it a couple of times as part of my morning and evening practice. And of course, I do think about it during the day as well from time to time when things come up. For me, it's it's a nice, warm feeling. I'm just breathing that in. <laughs> I, I think that for me as well, that, that warm feeling is a game changer. Uh, often, as, as I look at the practices that I do, but more importantly, it is that just that feeling in my chest when I can acknowledge Particularly, and I've written about this, particularly when I'm in pain, it is so easy to go to a place of this is forever or, you know, catastrophizing. Then then I start making plans for how to adapt to this particular catastrophe just because I'm, I'm having some pain. And it can be as simple as saying, okay, stop for a moment here and let's see where aren't you in pain? Now, I realize there are days when all of us have pains that it seems like it's taken over our entire bodies. But when I do that, so I start saying I'm grateful for the fact that my little tool isn't feeling any pain. Um, and it does. It, it, it really does shift the energy for me. And at least for a few minutes, and if I have to, I'll continue doing it. I can have, find some ease in whatever experience I'm having. And I, there was some other research that I looked at that I really, I love this, this quote. It said, gratitude is the appreciation of what is valuable and meaningful to oneself and represents a general state of thankfulness and appreciation, which means that we can get to that state. And what you're saying here was evoke that warm feeling. Yeah, it's, it's almost as if it's a state of mind, and that state of mind is felt within the, the body and, and the, um, the emotions as well. And I think that that's something that when we, when we focus on that, then we feel it. And I think it's interesting how you were saying that uh, gratitude has helped you deal with pain. And I know that there's research out there that says that gratitude improves our physical health and that people who are grateful and practice 
gratitude or, or just have that overall state of being or state of mind experience uh, fewer pains and, and aches in their body and feel healthier. Absolutely. And I think, too, it's nice if we can do that now without going through some major catastrophe to learn the lesson of how grateful we should be for the abilities that we have. And too often people have either had a major illness or an accident, and when they recover from it, boy, they're different. They have a different mentality about life in general, but they're grateful for every day that they have. So why wait for a catastrophe? Let's just try and put our attention on that gratitude now. I agree about the pain, too. I know in, in working with um, patients in hospice, we had often some of the social workers or some of the massage therapists that would come in and help somebody to really focus on areas that did feel good, and that would often take away some of the pain. And sometimes the body is holding on to emotional pain, so just having a, an outlet like massage or someone to talk to helped release a lot of that pain. So in many ways, gratitude helps us with pain. Yeah, I would, I'd have to say that it's uh, almost a way of releasing that pain mm -hmm. you, because you're taking in the, the feeling of gratitude. And by taking that in, it evokes the opportunity to release whatever is in the body because it can't really exist in a state of gratitude. You're reminding me, when you were talking, Anne, about your grandmother saying to count your blessing, it reminds me also that in some ways, gratitude can be, in dealing with pain, the art of distraction. And it, it reminds me of uh, when I was working with children, toddlers, and generally toddlers can be anywhere from two to four years old, if they're angry or if they're crying or or if they're, they're sure, of course, they, they often are single-minded at that point. And you want to distract them, you just maybe hand them another toy or you know, give them a reward of some sort when they have stopped crying. But it's the same, it's, it's similar for me when I think about using it to ease some pain, is that sometimes if we're just continuing to say, oh, this is bad. And, and I can give you an example. This morning, I was a little surprised. I've been having a, a pretty good time waking up in the morning for a good part of my life. I would wake up with a lot of negativity and it was, it was difficult to move through that. And so this morning when I woke up, some of my first thoughts were to begin to criticize myself. And honestly, I was surprised that that had occurred. I found myself easily being led into more and more negativity. It was surprising. I was like, whoa, wait, where am I going? And just that moment of that, I distracted myself. There were some other things on my list of practices this morning, and so I just dove into those, and the negativity lifted, or at least I wasn't thinking about it anymore. So to me, that's also one of the benefits of, of developing a, a gratitude practice is it, is it can become a tool to move away from, and I'm not suggesting that we don't feel our feelings, because that is important, but if you... If I find myself or if anyone finds themselves going down the, the slippery slope, as I call it, it's a great tool to have. And, and it is a bit like a muscle, I find, and you continue to develop it. I agree with that. 
Yeah, we do have to agree. We do have to develop that muscle. And I was reading a little bit in preparation for this discussion that Oprah, when she started doing her gratitude journal, she said for 10 years, she wrote down five things every day that she was grateful for. She said she had to practice it. And so creating the practice is what it's all about because then you build the habit, but you are also benefiting from the energy that you generate. And what she said, and this is her quote, I practice being grateful. You then radiate and generate more goodness for yourself and it changes your personal vibration. So there is where the energy drain from self-talk can be negated by the rise in your vibration from the gratitude practice. So it inspired me. I do journal and I do often include a lot of the things I'm grateful for, but to make it an intentional, here's five things I'm grateful for today. I'm going to try that. I like the fact of writing it down. And sometimes I get a little bit lazy because I do like to write in a journal, but I go through phases with it. And and when I do use a journal, I often will incorporate one section for just things that I'm grateful for. And I, f- I feel much better when I do write it down, and particularly when I go back and I review over time. I do like to review my journal entries. And it's interesting some of the things that I have felt grateful for in the past. And it's a nice reminder. So I, I think that journaling is a great way of practicing it and you know, getting it down on paper. It is some days a good way to go back and see. I, I know there are days when I think there's nothing coming through. <laughs> it's not that I don't have anything to be grateful for. It's just that for, for some reason that I can basically say I'm grateful that I woke up this morning. But beyond that, I can't seem to, to really land on anything in particular. So I pick up the journal where I've been writing in. And, it, and it's great to reflect back on that. Then it, then it, it, it does. As, as you were saying, Anne, with Oprah's quote, it does somehow reignite, I guess is a good way of saying it, the way I feel about it. It reignites the, the gratitude uh, fire that I have inside of me that I've developed. I was curious, since you uh, were studying Conchetta, some of the positive psychology, have they done studies on mm-hmm. how gratitude affects us, the physiology, just like they say with a smile, you are changing your endorphins and things. Did the same thing happen with gratitude? It appears that that's what they're saying. For example, I can tell you about the physical health. They say it improves sleep because it activates the parasympathetic branch of your nervous system, which is also called the relaxation response. So just like we're talking, it, it shifts the energy. And so if you reduce that, then you're going to relax and hopefully you can get better sleep. Interesting, it says, that it makes you exercise more often. Interesting, that is, that one of the studies showed that people who kept gratitude journals exercised 33% more each week compared to people who weren't keeping these journals. The possible explanation, I know, the possible explanation is that being grateful for one's health makes you want to protect it by exercising more. That's amazing. I ran across another article, a study that was done in 2012 by the University of Kentucky, and it was saying that they found that gratitude enhances empathy and reduces aggression, (laughs) 
which I thought, boy, we could really use a lot of that right now if more people were to practice gratitude because people are more likely to behave in what they refer to as a pro-social manner, even when others behave less kindly. And they basically said that they're less likely to retaliate against others if they're, if, you know, if they feel that they've been, you know, hurt or harmed or, or they just feel uh, negative or feeling like they're, they're, they're negative about things that they may encounter with other people. So what happened in the study was that they experienced more sensitivity and empathy toward other people and just a decreased desire to actually seek revenge. So that's, uh, I think, pretty remarkable. I would have never thought that. Mm-mm. That's some good news. That's some good statistics. We could use that right about now. Yeah, you know, it's just something I never thought about, but I think it's really interesting. There, It also, the study shows that it reduces pain. We've talked about that. I love this word. It says that they may have an analgesic effect. So that is just like taking an aspirin or they're calling this that it stimulates the release of endogenous or opioid. Mm. So if we can get that naturally sometimes, that's, I think that's a good thing. It strengthens our immune system. And I think speaking to what you were just talking about, it lowers stress, which recharge and restart the relaxation response. And their findings here is that it helps you live longer. Oh, and here we go. That you were talking about this. It says it makes you more understanding, compassionate, helpful, and a kind person. Yeah, that's really remarkable. I would think that those uh, behavioral patterns would be certainly associated with a gratitude practice. Mm-hmm. There was another study that I had come across, too, that gratitude improves self-esteem, which I thought was interesting. It was in a journal of applied sports psychology around athlete performance and improved their self-esteem, which was an essential component to optimizing their performance. And they also found that studies have shown that gratitude reduces social comparison. So rather than comparing yourself to other people, which often a lot of us do that, you know, who has more money or a better job or, you know, a lot of those things. When you're comparing yourself to others, that can be a major factor in your level of self-esteem. And if you're, if you're comparing yourself, you might have less self-esteem. And, and also what they found was that grateful people are able to appreciate other people's accomplishments more, mm-hmm. which I thought was really interesting. That makes sense. I know most of what we've been talking about have been things that really help us internally, externally to feel better about ourselves. And I know gratitude is also just a byproduct of it is that we are able to have better relationships with others. So I know in one of my classes when I was in school, appreciative inquiry was something I was fascinated by in the positive psychology world. And it's how to create a less defensive atmosphere as a consultant or as a manager trying to get to Mm. a better result without creating defensiveness. So it's taking something and asking questions in an appreciative way, which is like gratitude, then affecting positive change from that. And we can use that in all areas of our life. So if we're in a relationship with a sibling or a spouse and there's something that keeps coming up, to come at it in an appreciative way instead of an accusing way. And then you can usually get a positive result out of that. And if you're in relationship with people and able to thank them, whether mentally or verbally or in a written note, 
it really is a pay it forward kind of thing where people will then feel good themselves and hopefully turn around and be in a more positive relationship with somebody else. So it's like those commercials now that one person smiles at another and then they help yes. open a door for somebody. I just love those commercials. Mm -hmm. But that's the kind of atmosphere we should all generate. And what you were saying, Anne, is to, the research I looked at as well is that it improves professional skills. Well, I guess we could say by being more positive or smiling. Let's just make it that. I mean, it can be as simple as that, is if we smile more, it generates for me a more warm and positive feeling inside of myself. And I do, I feel lighter. And which means it's harder to feel defensive. It's harder for me to feel, because often if, if I'm defensive, it's because I'm afraid I'm going to lose something. And in a professional environment, certain professional environments, it can be very competitive. And that's part of it is that if, if we come from a place of appreciation, then I, I, I think I, I find it much more, uh, it's easier to relax and to see some common ground. And even in my individual relationship, not just professional, but I thought this, this study that I said grateful physicians are better physicians, and I was intrigued by that. And they said this was the conclusion of a study looking at doctors making diagnosis on the basis of a given list of ailments from a hypothetical patient. Doctors who were given a piece of candy prior to this task, thereby inducing a feeling of gratitude, made the right diagnosis more often than doctors in the control group. I just thought that was fascinating that, that they came to this, that gratitude improves decision. And personally, I can just equate that to if I'm feeling more appreciated, then I'm going to be more willing to, well, here we go. It goes back to relax. We're in that state of mind where uh, we're not guarded. We, we can look at more possibilities as well. Yeah, I think it, uh, practicing smiling is a, a really interesting approach to gratitude as well. I have done that in the past. There have been days where I'll just, if I'm out and about, I'll just put a big smile on my face. <laughs> and it makes me feel more appreciative of life and the beauty of life and my life and how things are going. I, I tend to have a, a more positive outlook on things uh, when I smile. It's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, and people notice when you smile, and then they usually react by smiling again to you, too. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, they gravitate towards people who smile. <laughs> when I think about it, too, I think about service, you know, and why we like to go to certain stores or certain store clerks more than others is because of that appreciation. Somebody who really, whether they really like their job or they just like people and are open and natural and thanking you when you come into shop versus somebody who doesn't even acknowledge you or look up at you when you're paying at the cash register. You you go away from it feeling either very heavy or very light, and that influences your decision on if you're going back there or not. And it's so easy just to thank somebody. I have 35 plus years of thanking people at the cash register, so I think I, I got that practice down, but it really does make you feel good and you can see it's an energy exchange that really does lift somebody up. Mm, it's true. Some of the things that I've done recently and within the past as well is I like to bring flowers to friends and family, just, you know, out of the blue. 
I like to write positive reviews for businesses because and I've gotten some feedback back, you know, from positive review and just, you know, people were just so grateful um, because I was so grateful in my review. And another thing that I've been doing is writing gratitude letters as a and sending gratitude cards, either either in, you know, just a regular physical card or an e-card. It's just something that I came across it a while back and I thought, wow, what a neat idea. I'm going to start doing that. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I know when I get a handwritten card nowadays, it's just like it lifts you up for a couple of days and you put it out to look at it. It does. It's so true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that for me, practicing gratitude is really an act, you know, an, an action. It's taking action, doing it through action. And that's uh, obviously I do it when I'm doing my morning and evening practices, but I actually like to put it in, put it into practice by actually, uh, you know, coming up with creative ways to share my appreciation and gratitude to others. I have long held the belief that, and, and particularly because I'm, I have been a therapist and a counselor, that no matter what a person came to me for or why they came to counseling or the bottom line was they wanted to be seen and heard and I find that that's what practicing gratitude does being able to to let people know that just like you, you were saying Anne at the cash register just saying being grateful to people and listening Carol to your practices of sending out um, or just doing reviews I did one this morning and at first I thought oh I really, it was an interesting experience. I was like, oh, my review won't matter. It doesn't matter. But then I said, just go ahead. Just do this. And it was for um, an item I had purchased. So it was something tangible. So I said, okay, I'll just tell them why I purchased this item again. And do you know that right after this is the first time this has happened, I got a pop-up window. And they actually said, we are so grateful that you took the time to do this. Thank you so much. And I was ready to write another review. <laughs> it was So I, yeah, yeah, that was, to me, was a, a tangible experience of what the both of you have been talking about. <laughs> so, That's wonderful. I'm smiling now after telling you that story. So we're proving that it worked. I love that. I love that. It really, I mean, that's a great story, and they really did appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, they did. To take time to put up a little pop-up window, it's really nice. From time to time, I, you know, I have a a few uh, friends or or acquaintances that call me just out of the blue, just to have a chat, and oftentimes that maybe they're just going through something and they just want to share, and I'm just there to listen. Uh, you know, recently I've gotten a couple of uh, people who have come back to me afterwards, uh, e either in an email or a text, just thanking me for my time and that it really helped them. And, you know, it's it's so nice to feel that you've done something for someone else and knowing that s someone else is, is uh, grateful to you. So it, it goes both ways. We can feel feel grateful and show our gratitude, and but it's wonderful when others 
show their gratitude for us and you know how we have touched their lives in some way mm-hmm. yeah that's why i'm i'm so ingrained in volunteerism both in my job and in my dna because when you're serving others you're outside of yourself but you're also able to have a greater perspective of what to be grateful for because you can see people who are in need whether it's in need of physical health or if it's in need of food or shelter just anything you can do to serve others without expecting anything in return it just like fills you up and it's it's something i learned as a child because my grandfather used to invite strangers over to my mother always complained about that but she used he used to invite strangers over for all the holidays and I, I would say to my mom, why don't we do that? And she said, well, we live in the country, not the city. But she would then get us to go down and uh, serve at Thanksgiving at a church, you know, or, or do something else in the community that we lived in. But it has certainly impacted me in a way that makes me want to give as much as I can because I'm grateful for what I have. Mm, I love that. Anything else? Well, I'm going to do what you said, Carol, the writing it down. I don't always write it down. So I think I'm going to try to do that a little bit more and write some more notes. And something else I read in the positive psychology article was even if you don't get to say thank you out loud to thank someone mentally for something that um, it is a very helpful technique as well. Yeah, I was uh, reading somewhere also, I I can't remember where it was, but it was saying uh, spending, um, you know, 10, 15 minutes um, before you go to bed, um, writing down things that you're grateful for, or just incorporating as part of your journal practice before you go to bed will help you sleep better. (laughs) I thought, oh, wow, I should do that more. (laughs) You're talking about the journal in the evening, Carol, there's also a, another thing that I find was a book written called The Book of Delight. And this person wrote it because they had decided for a year they wanted to write about delightful things. And it wasn't, in my mind, a delightful thing is always something that would bring a smile to my face or make me happy. But this person pointed out it doesn't, it isn't always that. And uh, so it reminded me of what a quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson, who said, be grateful for everything that comes to you. And so that's another aspect of gratitude practice. And I started doing a book of delights. And so anytime something comes to me that can either be profound or it can be silly, it can be an unhappy, but something that, that I'm grateful for that's arrived in my life, that's what I do. I put it in my little book of delights. And it's another way of going back you can use that also like you were saying about going back to your gratitude journal to go back and Mm. and see those delights and see those things that impacted my life um so that was just one one other practice way to practice gratitude that i wanted to share that's cool yeah i had a similar thing that i did once in school and i've done it a few more times since where you make a timeline and you indicate all the major events in your life and then you meditate on each one objectively and see how it shaped you 
and give thanks for that event, even if it was, like you said, a painful one. Mm. Great. Anything else? There's another book I'd recommend that's been out for a long time, Simple Abundance. Have you heard, either of you heard of that? Mm-mm. That's a good one. By Sarah Bombrethnoff. Simple Abundance. Yeah. Yeah, just daily simple things to be grateful for, really. And it's got some practices in it, too. Mm-hmm. Conchetta, what was the name of that other book again? It's called The Book of Delight. Okay, I thought that's what you said. Yeah, I don't have the author's name. You're reminding me, Anne, of, of how if you need a prompt, there's obviously plenty of things out on the Internet, but that's a great book that if you find yourself with needing some structure around keeping the gratitude journal, it's great to have those daily prompts. What are you grateful about, for example, your health? Or what are you grateful about in nature? Great. What else? And I'm grateful to have connected with the two of you over all these years. I've learned so many things that have enhanced my life. And I'm really excited about Hearts Rise Up and the Hearts Resonance Primer. Can you tell us more about that, Carol? Sure. Yeah, I'd like to share with our listeners today that we have been running a course this fall called the Heart Resonance Primer, and uh, we're right in the middle of it, and we're going to be offering it again after the first of the year. This course is the first in a three-part series that really helps you step into moving your life into a Shifting how you care for your mind and body basically is what it's, it's a stepping stone along the journey to creating a heart-centered life. And by uh, creating a series of habits and practices that create more coherence and harmony in your life, it's a great way to shift how you care for your mind and your body and, and how you relate to others and even to yourself. What we're finding is the structure of the course is basically runs over five to six weeks. The first week is really a pre-week of pre-course prep and things. And then then it launches into the second week and the remaining weeks of just a series of morning and evening practices and just creating new habits and shifting how you do things in your life so that you can create greater openness, connection, and trust within yourself as well as everyone and every uh, everyone else in your life. It, well, we call it the heart resonance primer because it, it truly is a primer. It's there to just kind of prime the pump to get you ready to shift what you do in your life and to, you know, move into a, a bigger life that's that's really been calling you. So we're going to run it again after the first of the year, which is a great time to start a new year. And so if you're interested, uh, you can check it out at www.heartsriseup.com, Heart Resonance Primer, and we'll put a link in the show notes here so that you can go directly to it and find out more. I have to say I've been involved in the course for going on three weeks now. I have learned so much, and I'm really appreciative of the fact that I can go and look up the articles that you put in there and the resources like on nutrition, on exercise, have been really helpful for me. Great. And actually, we've been running it uh, in a course platform and a community platform called Mighty Networks, which is really a great, great platform. It's really does not have all the distractions that like a Facebook would have. It's so much more, it's, it's very robust, but at the same time, it's very focused and you don't have all those distractions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just found that yeah, we're three weeks in. I feel like we've been doing this much longer than that because there's so much 
in the course and also that that I feel like I'm expanding on the inside from the course. So definitely encourage people to, to sign up next time. So is there anything else we want to add? No, other than I just hope that this conversation helps our listeners to think a little bit more about gratitude and how you can incorporate it more in your life and influence others to do the same. Well said. Thank you, Conchetta. Thank you for leading this today. It's just been an awesome conversation. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much, Conchetta. You're welcome. Yeah, it's been great. We hope today's show helped to bring a bit more joy and happiness into your heart. We hope it inspired you to unleash your inner power and rise up to your best and loving heart-centered highest self. We'd be grateful if you'd leave us a review on iTunes. Those reviews are important to spreading this valuable message. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and share the show with others. Visit heartsriseup.com for heart-centered courses, guided meditations, and our popular notes from your higher self. Until next time, keep rising up and may all that you love thrive.